Yeah, we know it'll never happen, but hey, it's worth a shot. Hollywood, hire us. Boobs, am I right? That's the... <laughs> oh, man, I hope that caught on there. Perfect way to open I the show. I hope that opened it. I, I, I'm, I, it's right there. It's, yes. <laughs> so I'm making that louder if it's boobs, not where we can I hear right? boobs. Am I right? <laughs> I guess we could talk about boobs. That wasn't what I was going to talk about. I don't know what I was going to talk about. So we're going to rank. So we're going to rank every actress in Hollywood now. Is that what's going on? Oh no! That after the post Me Too, I don't want to do that. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> um, actresses that we enjoy for their aesthetic pleasure. <laughs> Is that There's, is that a good phrasing? No. 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 Okay. I'm sorry. I'm in Tony Stark mode. There we go. We'll, Chauvinistic. That's what we'll blame it on. Apparently, uh, live action Voltron movie is in the works by the Red Notice filmmaker. Really? Okay. I'm. I accept it. The proposal came to Hollywood just two weeks ago. Someone named Thurber pitched the story after agreeing to co-write Voltron. Yeah, it's got producers. I don't know anything else more about it, but okay. I mean, why not? Honestly, that I'm a little shocked that this hasn't happened sooner. To be quite honest, I think we've got the we've got the technology. We've got we've got the technology. <clears throat> we could do it. Like just looking at what they did with Transformers. Can we cross it over with like Pacific Rim? Because that would be awesome. Sure. Have Voltron fighting kaiju. Can we get can we get updated live action of like Shogun and some of the old Japanese mech shows? Yeah, that would like, be what was it? Ultraman? Awesome. Yeah, there you go. Ultraman. That's fine. Let's talk about things that like we were surprised haven't been remade yet. Like like what I just mentioned earlier, Peter Gunn. <laughs> We've yeah. not they've redone Magnum PI. They've redone Avengers. They've redone Starsky and Hutch. Technically, they've brought back Roseanne. Like that reminds me, I've got to show you a photo. Hold on. Oh dear. You can keep talking. It's fine. I got to find this. Yeah, I'm just all these old shows that I'm surprised they just haven't tried to do a modern take on. Like they did Miami Vice, that movie that mm. was like we're gonna be gritty and dark. Where's all the pastels and the Don Johnson of it all? Come on. Okay. Does my kid not look like Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch in this photo? <laughs> that is absolutely a Huggy Bear coat. That is a Huggy Bear coat. <coughs> Sorry, I you guys out there in in um, in Radio Land can't see this, but no, that's we, oh. maybe we'll maybe I'll send it to um, Brockter Jones and he can put it on the Twitter for you all to <laughs> enjoy. That's if Robin would want. Oh, Robin Sparkles is probably okay with it. Okay. Uh, there was other stuff that we've just been chatting about via text that would be hilarious. Like, okay, so what was this about? Sarah Michelle Gellar said something about Zendaya. Oh, yeah, she she said Zendaya would be a good choice if you wanted to reboot Buffy the Vampire Slayer today for, you know, Buffy. And I, I was and I was like, you know what? She's not wrong. She's not I don't, wrong. I don't think that Zend I don't think that Zendaya has time to do such a project <laughs> because she's pretty in demand right now. Yes. Between Euphoria, Dune, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, every other thing, every other thing that she's probably got in the pipeline. Right. So I'm her character is supposed to factor heavily in the next start sections of Dune. Like yes, she was yes. only in it for brief moments <clears throat> for well, the first can, one. 
I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they kind of shot part of a good part of the second part of Dune already and are just finishing up at this point because the according to I want to say Jason Momoa uh, according to him the original cut was like of Dennis Villain however you pronounce his name Denis Villeneuve Villeneuve anyway um the 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 first cut of it was like 6 hours long oh, so it's like the original David Lynch I know right <laughs> and or maybe it was maybe it was four hours long. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't quite that long. But Jason Momoa was like, just put that out there. They'll watch it. And I was like, you're not wrong. I will. <laughs> I mean, especially... That's... The thing with epics now is... We... With all the streaming services that we have now, making an epic movie doesn't really I'm putting it in theaters maybe is too much of it might be too much of a stretch but you could throw shit like that on streaming services easily I mean look what they did with the 12 hour Justice League I don't know how long it was it felt like 12 hours um the the Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max you know? four hours clearly you couldn't have put that in a movie theater because you know who's gonna sit there for that well, I will. I would. I will at home. <laughs> All of us who sat through the Lord of the Rings movies, we'd sit through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but it's still not the norm. And I, and again, Avengers Endgame was three hours, a full three hours, and it didn't feel like it. So I mean, it just. But then you've got, and then you have films like like the I remember the Rise of Skywalker was only like maybe two hours and fifteen minutes, but felt like four. So I don't know. It's it's weird how certain movies do certain things because, like, I think with The Rise of Skywalker, for me, it was just there was so much shit going on that it felt longer than it actually was. Right. Because I'm like, good God, there's a lot going on in this film. But then there's other films where, like, stuff will drag out a little bit longer than it should, a la Return of the King, which had, like, 12 different endings. Yes. I mean, like, I Every it. time you get it, like, all right, that's the ending. Roll credit... What? No, There's no, another we're, scene? We're still going. There's another scene. <clears throat> I think if Peter Jackson had thought about post-credit scenes at that, you know, if, if he if post-credit scenes had been a thing at that time, Peter Jackson would have just had a goddamn field day with that. Oh, my God. I'd have been like, like, all right, there's a mid-credit scene. There's a mid-mid-credit scene. There's three post-credit scenes. I mean, to be fair, you know how long the credits are for fucking Lord of the Rings. You could have done it like 12 different <laughs> mid-credit scenes in, in between names. So it would have been easy to do. Just have it running parallel. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Credits like, are on the left. Like the, outtakes, on... like the outtakes of Cannonball Run and Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Here's some stuff. We were talking about um, Pixar needs to do a horror movie. Pixar does need to do a horror movie. Okay. I'm going to give a little backstory on this one. Um for any of you out there um, who have ever seen, this is probably exactly one person <laughs> besides me and, and you now, but um, there was a 1977 Japanese horror film called House. And if you look at the poster for it and you compare the poster for um, Turning Red, they look very, very similar. Again, I'll, I'll pr try to send a screenshot of that to Justin, to, to Brockner Jones so you can put it on Twitter. Yes. Oh, but, my God. Uh, Apparently, we're going to become an interactive podcast now. <laughs> oh, I've been trying. No, we've got, like, no followers, so it's okay. But but anyway, so, <laughs> so yeah, my buddy sent that to me, and he was like, he was like, what do you think about this? I was like, oh, my God, Pixar needs to do a horror film. That would be awesome. 
because I would abs- I would absolutely watch an animated piano eating people. Yes, that is one of the things that happens in that weird Japanese horror film. Japanese horror is just it's a whole different Actual breed. It's not even scary. It's just fucking story. weird for the sake of being weird. I'm okay with and that. And I love it. I would watch it. Now, my comment was, well, looking at all the fragile male reactions to Turning Red, wasn't it already a horror movie? Well, I guess for them. What are they bitching about this time? The fact that it's there's, tailored for girls? There's periods in it. And stripper music. And the kid's rebellious and twerks at a, her mom. and. Um, I'm like, it's all shit that I'm like, is this is what we're mad about? Have, this? Okay, first of all, have you seen it yet? No. Okay, it's adorable. First I, of I all. figure it's Pixar. It's Pixar, and it's one. It very, very badly. And huh? I want to see it very, very badly. You'll love it because if you, you grew up as a thirteen-year-old, as a thirteen-year-old girl in the nineties, yeah, you'll love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I tell I've you, heard, who else will love it too? Our friend Stephanie, she'll love it too because a boy band features heavily in it. Yes, oh, there was I'm, that thing too. Well, now yes. I hate it. <laughs> oh, oh no! She drew a picture of a naked boy band member who was apparently seventeen. Oh, he no. wasn't naked. He, she dressed. On. She drew him as a merman. Yeah, I get it. I'm like, I'm reading the reactions, and I'm everything else that's going on in this country and in this world. That's what has people up in arms. Man, okay. we got to get our fucking priorities they don't straight. Feel like they can do anything, or, or they shouldn't bitch about certain things. So then I'm gonna. Bitch about all this stupid <laughs> shit. Get all well, up in arms. Okay, you're going to get upset about a 13-year-old discovering her sexuality through drawing a bare-chested, you know, uh, teen pop member, but yet you're not going to say anything about, you know, the, um, what's his name in Superbad drawing dicks all over his fucking, you know, yeah. his his uh, little um, notebook. Yeah, well, little kids like, didn't, well... <laughs> kids kids watched super bad these parents who are mad about turning red aren't aware that their kids have watched super bad right yeah, yeah. Yeah. i mean i'm just i'm just saying that's a very that's a very clear double standard they're the ones who are like parents need to be more involved but they're also the ones who aren't, aren't more involved, involved to know that, yeah. mm-hmm. i watched i watched turning red with my kid i thought it was great i i have yet to know of a pixar movie that isn't like. Oh yeah, I, I think some of I think some of the um, well no the Toy Story sequels were actually really good but the the two Cars sequels I could have lived without right that's but it's that, not like but that's like literally it for me with Pixar I mean, like everything else okay. they've done has been so good. Don't get me wrong, I love Mater. Oh, I do too, but I mean it's just they they, they weren't necessary. Either. I don't feel no, like. they weren't, but. Of course, really, I, a lot of the Toy said, Story sequels weren't necessary. I, I, I said that I said that about the Toy Story sequels until I saw them. And then I was like, oh, they were that's good. A really they good, added that's to a really good story. I mean, when you really look at the whole arc of Toy Story and it is like what happens with the toys that we play with as we grow up and right. we stop playing with them and then you pass them on like mm-hmm. it's sort of like eternal life for toys. Yeah, <laughs> there's and there's not an end. Oh, our master, because he branded their feet, has left. It has left us. Oh, but here's some new kid that's gonna take us on new adventures. Who's gonna love us just as much? And oh my God, the second Toy Story was like the worst as far as emotional. Go- well, 
I don't know, third one had that scene where they almost die in the fucking... The one that was almost them going in the ovens Oven. at Auschwitz? Yeah, that was, that, was, <laughs> that, was legitimate, that was legitimate heartbreaking and terrifying yeah. as well. But the thing about number two that made me so sad, and they kept it going through the subsequent sequels, Jesse has fear of abandonment issues. And for good reason. And you're just like, okay, I don't know if I can watch this anymore because I'm about to have a nervous breakdown because I have... I have fear of abandonment issues too as a as an adult. It is yeah. Yeah. So I mean I um <clears throat> and I get now there are people who are like all up about like, oh why is Tim Allen not the voice of uh Buzz Lightyear on this new Buzz Lightyear thing they're doing? Because this Buzz Lightyear is about the person that the toy is based off of. Right, right. It's it's the yeah. it's not the toy, it's the actual adventure seeking space pilot. Yeah. So it looks good. I mean, from what I've seen, and apparently Disney Plus is doing a uh, is it a movie or a series about Baymax? Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Because it's on my um, you might be interested in the list along with well, they, Kenobi. They and had Moon Knight. They had a big. They had a big Hero Six cartoon for a hot minute on yeah, the Disney Channel. I've seen it. And then going back even further, there there actually was a Buzz Lightyear um, original cartoon. Back in uh, early two thousands, yeah. But it's clear that's clearly not. You know, they're. Doing it's still the. Right it's now. still. I want to say. To try to in my my, my mind. I like to like. Well, let's make it all canon. Let's make it all fit. Is that, Buzz Lightyear and uh, Starlight Command or whatever the hell it was called, where he's going up against Emperor Zurg. I want to say, was the cartoon to go with the toy line. Right. As where what we're going to get is the man who inspired the cartoon and the toy line. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, you could, you could work that. Speaking of Disney Pixar, they are coming out with a new mobile game where all of your Pixar characters, it's like a, it's kind of like an RPG slash fighting game, but they like, there's this thing called like the Mirrorverse, and something happens that like amplifies the heroes and villains, their qualities and makes them like stronger. And they'd like, you know, fight, they have to fight each other for whatever reason. Basically kind of like, I guess, injustice or mortal Kombat for, you know, Disney Pixar <laughs> characters. I was watching um, a video earlier, the new Elden ring uh, game. I want to, I want to play that. So somebody bad. has done mods where they've replaced all the characters with like cartoon characters. Oh, that's awesome. And so the main characters running around and it's Homer and he comes across Shrek riding donkey with a giant like axe and a shield and Shrek is chasing him trying to kill him. Awesome. And then Homer goes into a cave and he sneaks up on a giant Elmo and stabs Elmo. And then an <laughs> army of angry Elmos comes after him. <laughs> okay, I find me find that find that link and send that to me please because I want to watch this now. I was like, why have we got more of that? What? How am I not surprised? Elden Ring's only been out for like what two weeks, and already there people are modding the shit out of it for oh, no good reason. I'm sure there was like beta testers that already were starting the mods before the thing launched. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Um, I had another thought. Oh, we were talking about. Remember, we're gonna throw back to Brad Wayne. Yes. And how they should do an animated. Brad Wayne the animated series. Yes, I remember this discussion. Yes. We and... want H. We want H. John Benjamin to be the voice of Brad Wayne. Because I want I want the Archer animation. And you know what? It. 
let's let's go let's let's keep it let's keep it canon. I want Kevin Conroy to be Batman. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> can, can you imagine the two of them interacting? Just keep like the old keep like the animated series cast and bring back as many of them as possible and just throw H. John Benjamin in there as Brad Wayne to fuck with everyone. Absolutely perfect. Oh, oh my, my god. god, it'd be hilarious. Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Tara Strong. If you're listening to this, make it happen. Please. At John Glover is the Riddler. We'll keep yeah. Oh god. Richard Mole is Two Face. I don't want to forget anybody. It it would be just so ridiculous. It would be. But he's but H. John Benjamin would be the perfect voice for Brad Wayne <laughs> because he could do he could do the frat boy you know on the fly thing. It's yeah, it'd be it'd be great. And keeping it on Batman, I'll do my spoiler free because I did watch the Batman. With, all right, this uh, is all you because I haven't seen it yet. With Twilight Sparkle as Batman. <laughs> That's unfair yeah. to him. That is unfair to him. He has been in a lot of other movies before and after Twilight. Cedric Diggory. Still expected him to sparkle at some point. Yeah, I expected glittery Batman. Uh, not bad. It was pretty good. Could there have been a better Batman Bruce yes. Wayne casting choice? Yeah, you can make that case. Sorry, but Scarlet didn't like him. Scarlet did not. Like the movie. Did not like him. It was three hours long. It was every much the detective story I said that a Batman movie ought to be. Uh, it was very heavily influenced by noir and um, other movies like that. And I think that's why it was so long is because you ha- you have to have all the puzzles puzzle pieces start to come together. You can't just well yeah do sure. it quickly. Oh, I solved two puzzles. Let's go straight to the denouement in the movie. No, it was, and Paul Dano, I was a little iffy on until I watched this. And I'm like, okay, that, as this character can grow and evolve and become the Riddler that I want to see, I think they can do it. Okay. I'm not even sure who Paul Dano is. What I, else has he been in? I, you know, I don't know. I can look that up. Um, now, if you've seen, so you've seen, have you seen the trailers, teasers, things like that? Yeah. So you see the Riddler with this weird freaking... It's a uh, the gas. It's mask a winter be- combat mask. Yeah, apparently. Um, Calm down up there. And that's why I'm like, why is the Riddler hiding his face? Now, to not to say this without spoiling anything, because it's just the character of Edward who is the Riddler has thought his entire life he's invisible. He's felt invisible. Ah, uh, okay. That's why he's not. That's why he's wearing the mask. Now, at the end of this, you get all of the events of the Batman. He's no longer invisible. He's done something. He's known. So now, going forward, he can become the Riddler who doesn't wear the mask. Right. He can be the one in the suit. He can be the one in the suit. And so I'm like, that's that's good. I, I That was my take on it. And he's kind of got a bit of a uh, crush on Batman. Like, a lot of hero worship. And like, like we do the same thing. <laughs> Damn it! I wanted to be gay. It, I mean, it could be. I don't know. Come on, Warner Brothers. Andy Circus. Do it, no balls. Was great as Alfred. Andy Circus is great as Alfred. I enjoyed that. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. Pretty good. Um, John. Well, that'd be the even bigger twist. Instead of <laughs> instead of Selena and Bruce hooking up, <laughs> you get Edward and Bruce hooking up. 
That'd be a twist. And then, yeah, there's a there's a nice post-credit scene. The deleted scene that explains the post-credit scene, sort of, Matt Reeves has put out online. It's like a five-minute deleted scene. Oh, I, I thought that was fake. Okay, cool. I'll have to actually watch that. No, it, that's it. It's, um, yeah, the other inmate at Arkham who has yet to become his persona. A lot of, like, Matt, everyone's complaining about the suit, uh, uh, Selena Kyle's outfit, uh, the Riddler's outfit. Matt Reeves is like, this is, he's been doing this for like two years. So. He's not like that Batman yet. He's yet. not that Batman. His villains aren't them yet. Right. They're in this, the early stages. They haven't found that identity. It's not exactly Batman year one. It's more like Batman year two or three. Yeah. So Paul Dano was in There Will Be Blood. Sure. He was in 12 Years a Slave. He was in Looper. Wow. Not a single one of those have I seen. Cowboys and Aliens? Really sad. Okay, I have seen that. Night and Day? That's really sad. He was a voice on Where the Wild Things Are. There was was Blood, Fast Food Nate, Little Miss Sunshine. He was on The Sopranos for a couple of episodes. Oh, well, I've definitely seen him then. He was in The Girl Next Door. Huh. Maybe I'll recognize him when I see him in the movie. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, that guy. Here he is. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I ha- Yeah, no. Oh, it that guy. No, does not ring bells. So that's, yeah, that's my, um, as spoiler free as I can give it as far as Batman. It's worth a watch. It is vastly different from previous Batman movies that we have been given, which I think is why it's being successful. Yeah, because we were having that discussion earlier too. We every every time they reboot it, they do something different with the Batman franchise, and we think that's why each different iteration makes money. Yes, because until you, until you do Batman and Robin. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but I mean, but like what you were saying was, you know, um, Keaton. Keaton. Keaton was very different from the campy Adam West stuff, and so that made it successful. And then. When Christopher Nolan took it and ran with it, and you had Christian Bale, different than all the stuff that they had done in the four films previous, and now they're doing something different than what Nolan did. So yes, you know. and I've noticed that like they're getting closer and closer to some of the comics. Like if you've read a lot of diff- some of the different Batman storylines in the comics, you'll see the uh, inspiration that they're pulling from the Long Halloween. Or they're mm-hmm. pulling from this. Like, there's a lot of darker stuff that they've done in the comics that has influenced the Batman. Cool. And I, I was happy to see it as a detective story where you see him putting things together. And you get to see, like, some of uh, Bruce's, like, detective abilities. They're not quite in yet. So Alfred is, like, the code breaker because he used to do that for... For world for the Brits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he used to code break, so immediately he's like, ooh, puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was and they even had a housekeeper. There was a housekeeper. Remember there was a housekeeper in Batman sixty six. I no, I don't remember that. Okay. Yes, there was a female housekeeper. I thought it was just fucking Alfred and Bruce. Nope, there was Two a female housekeeper. So uh, there was a nice little to me, I caught that as a Batman sixty six reference, but Maybe I'm just looking too much into it. 
But oh, and they they used something in the way the Nirvana song. Yeah, yeah, the cover. a lot. The cover, the cover that's in the trailer. Yes. Yeah. They use it a lot, and it's uh, it's used to good effect. Okay. That was my. Uh, I do like that cover. It's not bad. All right, and then we were talking about. We mentioned uh, Warner Brother Animation because they tend to be the ones who make good movies. They really do. And I they should can't argue with that. They should do animated versions of some of the comic storylines, like Superman seventy eight. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be <clears throat> because it it would be. How did I put it? Well, let's just read the whole text. All right, it's it would be fan service, which is what it would be. It would be fan service to do animated movies of the comic book scripts for Superman seventy eight, Batman eighty nine. And what Zack Snyder's Justice League sequels would have been. Right. Because obviously any of those, well, Superman 78 and Batman 89, for obvious reasons, you can't do them as films because, you know, you can't, we can't travel back in time and have Christopher Reeves and right and everybody reprise their roles. But you could absolutely do it as a cartoon and just have the people that are still around, you know, come in and do the voice acting. They'd prop. I'd guarantee they'd be on board for it. And I say, yeah, we're going to have to cast a Superman voice. Let's get Brandon Ralph mm-hmm. to come back and do the Superman voice for all the Superman stuff. But for everybody that's been, but for everybody that's been, you know, bitching about, you know, we want to see what Zack Snyder's Justice League would have been, do it in animated form. It would be excellent because you could have, you could absolutely have Zack Snyder's full input, have like, have him storyboard shit and everything and just have everybody come back and do the voices. I mean, Jason Momoa, I'm Gal Gadot, and everybody, I'm sure they'd all come back to just to do voice acting. Yeah, and it would probably, as you put, be cheaper. It would be way cheaper than trying to do, obviously, live-action versions of it. When and you think you, about it, they're going to CG a lot of that crap anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, Darkseed and all all of his minions and shit, that would all be, you know, it it would be, in, it, would, it would cost insane amounts to CG anyway. So just do it animated style. And just throw it on HBO Max. throw it on HBO Max. Boom. Instant subscribers. Uh, I mean, that's... It's exactly what Disney Plus is doing. So, I mean, why not? Speaking of Disney Plus, since you're already... Since since Marvel's already doing a comic of the Loki Gator, just give us an animated show of the Loki Gator. Come on. Do it. Even if it's just just a one-shot. Yeah, it'd be great. Do it. And then, speaking of Disney Plus and Marvel... A new what if of uh, Lady Sif and Thor getting married. Oh, yeah. I did mention that. I, what it, if Lady Sif and Thor actually got married instead of him falling for Jane Foster? That'd be great because then it was like you said Loki would end up with Jane Foster. And I said, no. No, Loki ends up with Darcy. Loki ends up with Darcy. I, I think your idea was better. I don't know who Jane Foster would end up with, but. I it, think she gets to be successful and by herself. She doesn't have to end yeah. up with anybody. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, Darcy and Loki. I can absolutely see that combo working. I don't know why it works, but yeah, I can Jane see Jane Foster's it. a strong, independent woman. She don't need, she don't no, need no man. man. That's right. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, the other one was that they should do an animated series or even a live action series of the Warriors 3. Yes. Because is anybody else really sad that like. They all got killed in like in five seconds in Thor Ragnarok. Right. I mean, Except for Lady Sif. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. Because Jamie Alexander was busy on Blindspot. Mm-hmm. So we can bring her back for uh, Love and Thunder. I hope they do. That would be cool. But yeah, so I don't... 
Lady Sif and the Warrior Kids, I mean, if you want to keep it in the continuity, you could absolutely have all their adventures like back when Thor was in his, you know, frat boy stage. And didn't they, they recast one of the Warriors three? Zachary Levi. Yep. Yeah. He, because originally, that's a funny story, actually, because I read about that because I was like, wait, Zachary? Because when I rewatched Thor The Dark World, I was like, that's Zachary Levi. That's not the same guy that was in the first one. No. And then I read up on it and the story gets even weirder. Zachary Levi was supposed to play Fandrell in the first Thor movie, but he couldn't because he couldn't get out. He had scheduling issues with because he was on the show Chuck at the time. Right. And so he couldn't get out of that. And so it went to that other guy, uh, Josh, Josh Dallas, because he's Prince Charming on Once Upon a Time. And so when it came time for them to do Thor The Dark World, Zachary Levi, his schedule had opened up, and Josh Dallas's schedule had actually been closed because <laughs> he was doing Once Upon a Time, and so it flipped, so it reversed. Zachary Levi was able to come on. Now, I don't remember who, I I don't think Zachary Levi was in Thor Ragnarok, though. I think, I think Josh Dallas came back and reprised for that one, but it was only like, again, for five seconds because all it was was just a death scene. So, yeah. Because they all die at the hands of Hela. Um, the other things I think oh, I... Oh, spoiler ma- alert for those of you yeah, who haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. Um, another thing I think I may have mentioned once or we've, we've touched on it is they need to do Darcy, Wu, and Monica. Yes, the Marvel X-Files. The Marvel X-Files. And now that they have brought everybody over to the Disney Plus platform, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Netflix shows, that the Darcy... The Darcy Wu Monica thing could absolutely encapsulate like Mockingbird and um, and Hunter because I want to see those two and uh, Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. It and would have, be great. Have, and even at one point they're like, especially if they're in over their head with whatever it is they're investigating, have Melinda May come save them. Yep. Have the cavalry arrive. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I know she's busy with Boba Fett, but I don't care. Keep her in as much shit as we possibly can over there. Yes, I agree. But yeah, it's that would be a good well, time. It has Zachary Levi, Levi listed as Fandral for uh, Ragnarok. Oh, so he was... Okay, so that was probably why he was pissed about Ragnarok then, because... The reason, <laughs> he gets to come back and die. Well, because... Okay, because... No, I'm serious. In in Thor 2, because he, he, he only agreed to do The Dark World, he's like, he's like, well, I'm just going to be a background character. I don't want to do... I don't really want to do that film. They're like... No, no, no. The Warriors 3 have more shit to do in this film than they did in the first one. And he's like, okay, I'm on board. And so then I think when he came back for Ragnarok, he was hoping that they would have more, you know, that they would build on that, and clearly they did not. I enjoyed the interactions. Not even if, if even with Thor not involved, just the Warriors 3. Oh, they're all fun. Yeah. Are hilarious. I'm like, because it reminded me of the banter between uh, Legolas and Gimli. And Gimli. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very much. And so. I. And that. Like I said, if you did a Warriors 3 and Lady Sif TV series, you can absolutely make a canon just by having it be the adventures of them, like circa, you yeah. know, Thor the Dark World and and the first Thor movie. Because, you know, when you first, when you catch up with them in Thor the Dark World, they're having to undo Loki's damage from, you know, because all the realms are, they're shit rebelling in all the yeah. nine realms. So you could absolutely have everything take place in that time frame between those two films. And as much as Marvel Marvel loves to fill in gaps, it's what they did with the Black Widow movie. Right. Like, oh, this takes place right after 
Civil War, and this goes and goes right up to right exactly. So they so, they've yeah, got it, gaps to fill, man. Just it'd be a good outlet. I liked that idea. Uh, yeah. I why would, are we not in Hollywood? I why don't do we know. not Why do we not have jobs? I mean, we have jobs. Yeah, we have why jobs. do we not have jobs there? What? Somebody needs to listen to this podcast. Somebody. We have good ideas. We do. We do. Occasionally, sometimes we have shite ideas, but yeah, sometimes we're just idea. talking out our ass. But today, I think we're today. I think we're doing the Lord's work. That one, yeah. yes, I, I agree. I think that would be great. I think. Now, I will say, um, you were circling back to the Jimmy, to the to the Jimmy Darcy and Monica, Monica thing. I do know that Monica is going to factor into, I want to say, the Marvels series. Yes. So. So and and the new Captain Marvel movie. Right. So maybe, maybe it can really just be pared down to Darcy and Jimmy, and it can literally be Scully and Mulder. <laughs> because she's scientific. Well. Is she? Yeah. Like, which is one of them going to be skeptical? Because I don't think I don't, either one would be. I don't be think at this either point. one's a skeptic at this point. But they could definitely investigate all the weird shit for like Shield and Sword. Right. Because can you imagine? Like, they would both like as as uh, gleeful as Wu approach. Like, how'd you learn to do that magic trick? That card trick. Right. He would, and then he fucking does it. Like he gets to use that fucking card trick. Yeah. He he would have just a he would have a field day. Yes. The, the two characters themselves would not be like. One skeptical, one like exuberant about it. They would both be like running toward it with childlike glee, and it would be awesome. <laughs> it would be great, and yeah, I'd watch that. And then we talked about I'd yeah, watch seven seasons in a movie of that. And it's still a good a good outlet to bring in. You could even have Daisy show up. You could have yeah yeah any of the characters. Quake. Yeah, bring in Quake every so often, just for just like okay, we gotta we gotta stop this threat. Yeah, and we're just humans. Just, we need a menu. It, it's whatever they're investigating overlaps with something that what's left of Shield is doing. Yeah, and then of course Fitz Simmons. You have to have Fitz and Simmons. Right. Yeah, because they could they could help explain the science. Because as as smart as Darcy is now, she doesn't really know all the science. Whereas they would, she would need help filling in the gaps. Can you imagine having those? Especially three? not having Jane around. If you had those three in a room just talking science, because I think Darcy is a lot smarter than we give her character credit for. There's a reason she's doing what she's doing. Well, I think I think they. We got to see that on WandaVision. I was about to say, I think WandaVision kind of exemplified that, yeah. So it would be hilarious just to have those three nerds in a room just talking over Wu's head with all this science. Oh, yeah, stuff. because Wu would have no. He'd Because Wu is obviously not up there with the science. He's. No. He's just a field agent. Like, he would, that's he, what he does. At one point, he would just have to leave to go get coffee. Because they're going to be talking nerdy he's, shit. He's an investigator, and he puts the pieces together, but he doesn't really get... He doesn't really necessarily have to understand the, the science of what goes he, on. He doesn't need to him. sit around for a 10-minute uh, diatribe, like, of a three-way conversation of, like, quantum entanglement. Like, <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, um, yeah, I'm going to go get coffee. All right, like, I'm going to hit the Starbucks. I, we drove past one. Anyone want something? No? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> or he'd get bored and sit there with his cards and try to come up with new tricks. <laughs> that would be hilarious, him just sitting in the background just monkeying with them. <laughs> At one point, that's all you see is, like, they're in the foreground blurry. He's in the background where you can see him. Yeah. He's doing a card trick while they're just like the teacher from fucking Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, it'd, it'd be hilarious. <clears throat> Seriously, this is gold, Marvel. Th th this stuff really is, yes. I agree. 
And then, and yeah. you know what? For fuck's sake, if you don't even if you don't do it as a live action show, just give us a comic of it because it'd be great. Yes. Still, we'll stick with Disney. I kind of mentioned earlier that I guess Disney's going to do a show about the Electric Mayhem. Yay! And I don't know what the context is going to be, but I want it to be, to be Spinal Tap like. I want it to be a documentary. Of them having broken up years ago and are getting back together and trying to put the electric mayhem together. And I say Dr. Teeth has actually gone on to school and is now a legit doctor. Animals in rehab. Animals animals gone to anger management. Anger management, that was it. Sorry. <laughs> anger management. Janice is uh gone full vegan and she makes all kinds of hemp product. Of course. Uh, <laughs> legit. <laughs> Those are the only three character names, other than Blue Lou. I don't remember anybody else from the. Man. I just I thought it'd be Sweetums. funny. I thought it would be funny, but The Simpsons already did this to do it like to do it like behind the music style. Yes. Well, just, they did that with what the um, baby on board. The did they do that? Was that the behind the music episode on The Simpsons? Uh no. The Simpsons behind the music thing I was thinking of it was more like. They were, <laughs> it was more like, you know, Lisa and Bart were getting injections to keep them young and oh, shit like okay, that. It was that. just, it was so, it's such, it was such ridiculous I remember, stuff. I was thinking of when Homer was in a barbershop quartet. Oh, And then they okay. got back together and sang on the roof of Moe's. No, that's not, that wasn't, that wasn't what I was thinking of. They legitimately did a behind the music spoof and it was funny. All right, there, that was all I had text message wise. Other than, what, what's this? I don't know. Ah, depressed guy moves into a haunted house with seven demons. Oh, yeah. Each corresponding to a deadly sin. But, this, is, this is from the internet. Yes, this is from the internet um, Facebook of I Fancy Fandoms. Um, this was a writing prompt thing, so this is a Reddit thread, probably. Yeah, because um, I've seen this before. But yeah. yeah they're all a- trying to help him get back on his feet. Pride helps with self-confidence. Lust helps him get laid, etc., etc. And then the next person is, I would watch the crap out of this. So envy. Glut. Back off, the guy, okay? Gluttony. I'm just saying, you can stand to gain a few pounds. I might spaghetti. Sloth. After we eat, it's going to be time for a nice nap. We've earned it. <laughs> and then someone points out, her, like, actually commented back about Herman's head, which was not the same idea. I do like the Herman's head because it was the emotion. It was inside out before inside out. I was out about to say, thing. Herman's head was basically inside out, yeah. Except there was no lust. Right. You had Lewis Black as anchor. Yeah. But yeah, that, I think that'd be hilarious to have uh, uh, some dude who's just down on his luck, rents his house, like maybe he's got cheap rent, and they're like, all right, we're going to feast on this guy. This guy's just sad. Yeah. We can't We can't eat his soul. They just they just feel bad for him. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of hoping that that's, I, I really haven't been paying much attention, but there is a new comedy on CBS called Ghosts. And basically, the premise is kind of similar. Dude moves into a dude moves into a haunted house and ends up having it's, ghost roommates. And, and like everything that America has done, it's a ripoff of something in England. Probably there's a British show called Ghosts as well. Oh, seriously? Yes. Okay. So it literally and it's, is. it is. It's this house that's haunted by people who have died there. Like there's a British soldier who's dead because okay. he died during one of the wars on property. There's a bunch of and it's funny. For them, like, I've seen some clips of it. I've not watched it, but we've got a friend who has watched both. And hands down, the British one's better. 
That's almost <laughs> always the case. There's only been one instance where the U.S. version beat the British version, and I'm going to go on record and say it's The Office. I think and, only because of longevity. Yes. Because it really, when you watch the two different versions of The Office, they're two very different animals. Because Steve, what Steve Carell does with the character and what Ricky Gervais does with the character are very different. Yes. And so it's, it's almost not even fair to c- compare them because they're really kind of not the same show. Because they veer off and they, they go so different. So, we're still on Marvel, because, you know, they're bringing back the animated X-Men series. They better keep that theme song. God, oh, would my you God. Not? Why would you not? I was mad it wasn't in any of the movies. Like, even just, like, a couple <laughs> riffs, man, like, on the radio. Awesome. Yeah, you you just see Quicksilver in the background in his room playing a, playing on a guitar. Speaking of Quicksilver. this sound really good? What show Quicksilver? He's going to be on another damn Marvel project. Um, the Quicksilver from the MCU, not the Fox universe. Oh. Uh, well, you didn't see that coming? Yeah, him. He's going to be another, he's going to be in another Marvel property. as another character. Oh, oh, all right. Maybe it's Sony. Maybe he's, I think he's in the Craven movie, maybe. Ooh, okay. I don't know. I'll have to look it up again. But I was this picture of Bishop and Cyclops I sent you. And it's Cyclops is like, you disobeyed a direct, nobody likes you. I've run through thousands of alternate timelines. They all hate your guts. <laughs> so I'm like, that's true. In every timeline, Literally in reality, accurate. Cyclops is a douchebag. Literally accurate. <laughs> Wolverine, and every one of them, Wolverine has boned Gene at least five times. Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine has said it explicitly. No one likes you, Scott. Fuck off. <laughs> oh. Can't wait for them to get to... A new Wolverine. But again, like I keep saying, they got to take their time to get to that. I hope we get some hate mail from somebody going, oh, Cyclops is the best X-Man. Yeah, it's going to really? be that kid from the Simpsons. <laughs> and, oh, you want a piece of me? I'll spork your ass. <laughs> That's who's going to email us. It's not It's not that Cyclops is a shitty X-Man. He just, you know. He's a shitty X-Man. He's, he's kind of a douche. He's, he's let the fact that he thinks he's Xavier's favorite son go to his head. A little bit. And for the record, Xavier, not exactly the, always the best role model anyway. No. How many times... What? what <laughs> my favorite thing ever from the internet was the... Um, it was it was people describing people describing um, movies and whatnot. And and it was... You had to describe... You had to describe a movie and summarize it in like really shitty layman's terms. And they said the X-Men series is about two guys making their relationship everyone else's problem. Yeah, they broke up so many years ago, and it's everybody else's problem <laughs> yeah. now. Um, here's one. Comicbook.com just posted. The actor, uh, Pablo Schreiber, who plays Master Chief in the new Paramount Plus Halo series, hmm. has confirmed he's been in talks with Marvel to be Wolverine. Oh. I guess I can see it. I can see it. I've heard one person review... Vivian St. Cheeks has uh, reviewed Halo as in it's awesome. Oh yeah? That's I'm if you play the game, sure. I'm I'm not really a big Halo fan, so I I don't know. I have not played I mean I've played the game as far as multiplayer and I suck. 
so I never really got that, into the game. That was that was the that was the only thing I liked about Halo is I liked watching other people play it and watching them get so fucking worked up about it because that to me was hilarious. There was we're but talking like, about but like you but much shit. like you sir I suck at I suck at it so yeah. It's like when I'm trying to play Minecraft with my kid and we're playing in like you know the fight mode and I'm just getting just I'm just getting destroyed by them. And I'm like, how? What? What does L one do again? Shit, I'm dead. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just so sad. I've often said that I need to start a YouTube channel where I play, where it's like, old father plays video games very shittily, <laughs> <laughs> and just see if anyone gets any entertainment value out of it. All right. So here, talking about how Xavier is a shitty person, there is a theory. He he, he's like the he is like the absolute inspiration for the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. He's 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 the person that that motto is based around. Except for the moments where he does shit selfishly, which there are some. So there's a theory that the X Men have always been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that because Xavier used Cerebro to mind wipe the world. Nope. I I like the other. I like the. I think the best explanation that they've got that someone's got going so far is there there have been a few mutants and Fury knew about it before the snap, but after the snap and the two subsequent snaps, you know, five years later, that much gamma radiation in on Earth, specifically those three times, has triggered all of the X factors. In the in the people that had dormant mutant genes, and so basically, kind of like, kind of like how in Shield you had that the dormant inhuman thing, yeah, and it just, you had that one event that set it off. This I think this theory mentions that, but not. Uh, let's go through this because this is interesting. All right, fine. Um, Professor X previously mind wiped using Cerebro before the events of Iron Man, so 2008's Iron Man. The theory states that there was a significant conflict between humans and mutants. It ended with a pact to erase humankind's knowledge of the X-Men. Because of this, Magneto gave up his children, Wando and Pietro, to a human family so they could live in peace. Hmm. That worked out well, didn't it? Clearly. <clears throat> Patrick Stewart's Xavier would be hobbled from the Endeavor, because I guess using that much of his mind power paralyzed him? I don't know. Needing to use his wheelchair. The school was always around, but it's been operating in secret to help young mutants. Unfortunately, the blip caused mutant genes to explode, bringing mutants back into public awareness. Okay, I could get behind that. I like that. I like the argument. I can get behind that, too. And it talks about how, you know, he's always used Cerebro's a mutant locating machine. Marvel has already done a worldwide memory wipe in No Way Home, so the MCU could do it again with Xavier, or could have. Well, that's true, I suppose. The theory may even explain why Doctor Strange appears to be on trial in Doctor Strange 2. With his worldwide Spider-Man memory wipe bringing him to Xavier's attention. Man. That, that's a film I can't wait for. May, May can't get here quick enough. Right. Because I want to see that film. It just looks batshit insane. I read another theory about there could be one person who does not forget... That Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wong. When Wong leaves, he says, leave me out of it. And goes through his little portal. When 
Peter is trying to modify the spell, Strange makes the comment that we've already modified the spell six times. Peter had only meant tried to modify it five. So there was one mm. other modification Strange was keeping in mind, and that was Long said leave Long him, out, him of out of it. And he probably did that just in case something went south and Wong had to fix shit. Yes, which, as we've learned with Doctor Strange, that's what always happens. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to become the new Tony Stark, where all the villains are going to be of Doctor Strange's making now. I mean, sure. <laughs> Again, best of intentions. <laughs> oh. Man, I can't wait for that film. It's going to be so awesome. I saw a horrible joke earlier, and it was knock-knock. Who's there? Dormom. Dormom who? Dormammu, I have come to bargain. Yeah. <laughs> since, we're telling sh- since, <laughs> since we're telling shitty jokes on a show, you know what a plateau is, right? The highest form of flattery. <laughs> Shit! You're I welcome. Better. I like that better. Yeah. You're welcome. I apologize for any like weird, wet, sloppy and noises and all that stuff back here. I'm, I'm, you know, containing. I um, I saw another post. Now we're just gonna like it's meme central because this is funny shit that I saw on Facebook. Okay. It was uh, Sylvester Stallone saying, "Hey guys, I'm gonna make a movie about composers. I'm gonna be Mozart." And then uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's like, "I'll be Beethoven." And Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger says, I'll be back. No, no. Arnold's like, guys, I'm not saying it. Oh, really? <laughs> that was, okay. That All was right. the joke. Was like, Arnold's like, no, I'm not saying not gonna it. I'm not going to do it. Nope. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> okay. I have, uh, <sighs> I've seen early reviews for Morbius. I have not read or seen it. And they say it's shit. Don't yeah. go see it. I'm just kidding. I don't know. No, that is, that is they're saying it is very, like, it's a mess. Oh. Whoops. And I, it, part of it, is, and I, part of it, I read the director was trying to say that, oh, well, here's the reason Michael Keaton's in this is because characters can just go from one part of the multiverse to another and blah, blah. You, you've not been paying attention, Mr. Director. No. Because he's trying to say it's the Sony universe and it's not set in the Marvel universe. But then why is Adrian Toomes the exact same one? It's it's not a variant. It is the same. I need explanation. That's literally the only reason I want to see that film is I need explanation for why Vulture is in that fucking movie. Without them flat out saying this takes place in the same universe as this Tom Holland Spider-Man, I don't think you're going to get a good explanation. I'm going to be fucking mad. (laughs) Morbius, I didn't think Morbius needed his own movie anyway. It's much like Craven. I don't think Craven needs his own movie. Craven, unless you're going to end up like, here's the story of this great dude who thinks he's a hunter of everything great and powerful and blah, blah. Now he just sets his sights on Spider-Man to lead us into that. Again, I don't need that movie. Just make him the fucking villain of a movie. <laughs> oh, um... Another, this was, I saw some cool photoshops of this, but apparently when they were working, or at least early ideas for No Way Home, was to have Spider-Gwen. Oh, that would have been awesome. And it would have been Emma. It would have been (gasps) Emma Stone. I would have been so happy. Oh, yes. But then I'm like, man, then you're just, you're just treading on the Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But that would have been so cool. 
<laughs> you know, if they did that, that would mean we'd want a Spider-Gwen movie with Emma Stone. Like, maybe that's what they thought. They're like, Are oh. you fucking kidding? Of course I want that. They're, they Who thought, doesn't want that? Well, hell, we got the animated, which was what? Haley Steinfeld? Oh, really? I didn't realize that. She was the voice of was that Spider-Gwen, voice of Spider-Gwen? In, in the Spider-Verse. I didn't realize that. Now I have to double check. I mean, check. We're, getting, we're getting a sequel to that anyway, so I'm... I'm Across I'm, the Spider-Verse. Yup. Hell yeah. If they could just keep that animated shit going, I'm down. 500%. Yep. Gwen Stacy. Haley Steinfeld. Huh, nice. And while we're at it, I mean, we could go ahead and just... I. The theory is that the next three Peter Parker films are going to introduce Miles. That's the theory. The working theory that's coming up now. Not a bad idea. Because, I mean, at the end of... Again, spoiler alert. At the end of this one, Peter's literally all alone now. So he's got it. He's going to have to find someone to burden his spider. Well, this gives it. Let's if they're going to make this next one take place so long after No Way Home. Um, he's going to be full time neighborhood Spider Man. He'll be able to make a name for himself. Yeah, because which is going to get you know Miles is a like. We need to be able to lead into where Miles gets bit by a spider and blah, blah, blah. And he comes across Tom, who's started to figure this stuff out a little more than he has. Yeah. But as long as we don't end with him dying like they did in Spider-Verse. But, uh. Well, if that's how Tom Holland wants to go out, I'm okay with it. Because he said, because Tom's already said, you know, I can't play this character forever. Yeah, you can. Because they have, in the comics, Peter has gotten older. I know, I, but I don't think, I think Tom Holland wants to be known for other shit, you know. I, I, that's a cash cow to be like, no, no, I'm going to sling webs until you fire my ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure, we would, but I mean, we're not, you know, clap, you know, we're not trained actors either, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, one of us is, but. Yeah. I, I would just, I, as just thinking about it, the same with like Hugh Jackman, how much time he spent as Wolverine. There would be, to me, for me, there'd be a part of me that's like, no, I don't want someone else to do this. This is mine. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the notion that actors realize that they only have a select amount of time to play a role like that. I kind of I kind of like that. With women more than men. <sighs> Yeah, they get aged yeah. out quick. Yeah. Which is Oh, what? You're over 30? Now ah, you can't play a 40-year-old. Which is what? which is absolutely ridiculous because look at how look at how awesome fucking um Ming-Na Wen is. And she's like 60s. Man, I saw a picture of her from how, how Street Fighter and I was like, "My god, she looks so young there." But she really doesn't look I she doesn't If you had to guess Melinda May's age, if you had to guess um, whatever her bounty hunter's name is, age, would you guess that they're like 60? No. You'd she guess that they're in their 30s. 63. 63. She was born in 63. Oh, she was born? Well, okay. So that makes her what? I'm My math is not good. She is 58. She'll be 59 this year. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to like Put your age out there. But yeah, that's 
I never in a million years would I have guessed that she's 50, 58. Say? Yeah, 58. I never would in a million years would have guessed that. I I would I would have swore up and down she was like 30. Holy shit, she was on ER. Oh my god, she was. Holy crap. Well, all right then. I was looking at the IMDb when they show photos like ER, what the hell? I don't want an ad. I don't want that. That's fucking... But yeah, I mean, just... You know, this... To be fair, some women age... Some women, you know, um, their looks... You know... Some women, their looks age more gracefully than others, I suppose. Yeah. Is the best way of phrasing it. She was on Stargate Universe. Um, Just in general, though. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah, I know. It is ridiculous, though. It is. That's why one of the things The Rock, whenever he has a love interest or whatever in a movie, he he demands they have to be age appropriate. Like, they have to be mm-hmm. around his age. Yeah. yeah. That's why in that one stupid skyscraper movie, it was what, Ned Campbell or something, I think? Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think, what was it, Meryl Streep that said, uh, yeah, like, she turned 40 and then she got... Three like asked to be um, a witch in three different productions, and she's like, "Wait a minute here! Like, I don't like where this is going." Like, <laughs> what all happened? of a sudden, she's like forty, and then therefore she's like an old witch, and that's you're it. an old like, crone. Really? Yeah. What the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. It's stupid. And then you look at like people who have gone on, like they're doing like action movie shit now, like Charlize Theron, fucking Helen Mirren. Yeah, and Helen Mirren's awesome. Yes. But I mean, like, but Tom Cruise is, Tom Cruise has got to be in his 60s and he's still doing fucking Mission Impossible movies. And his love interests are all about a quarter of his age. Yeah. Well, that's true in real life, too. But. (laughs) Still gross. I'm just saying. In the immortal words of Aaliyah and R. Kelly, age ain't nothing but a number. Do what? That's a valid response to any R. Kelly reference. (laughs) It's a valid response to anything R. Kelly related. (sighs) Click, click, click. I can't. I can't really talk. I can't really talk a whole lot of shit because I'm. I'm generally attracted to younger people as well, but. There's a, there is a line. <laughs> oh, I was trying to find a picture of uh, her as Chun Li, and I'm just looking at the pictures and reminding me how much of a fucking dumpster fire that movie was. Oh, uh, Street Fighter. Yes. I never saw it, so. Oh. Wait, was that Sonya Blade? No, it's uh, oh. Cammy. <laughs> oh, that's right, Cammy. Sonya Blade's Mortal Kombat. <coughs> she just looked like Sonya Blade for some reason. I don't know. <coughs> You're getting your fighters mixed up. No, I know that Sonya Blade's in Mortal Kombat. I like the gal that plays Sonya Blade in the new one. I thought she did a really good job. I liked that movie. Even the guy they had is Kano. Oh, he was great. <laughs> he was hilarious. That, we were watching it in surround sound at Pancakes, and um, there was... The, Part where the part where she's talking shit about him while he's chained up and 
she says something about, you know, being disappointed or something. And all of a sudden we hear over in the corner in just one of the speakers, we hear your Kano kind of off corner going womp womp. And like, <laughs> it was just from the one side. So they did the, did they did this, they did the sound mixing so well that I would, because pancake paused it and he's like, I legitimately thought it was you that did that. <laughs> we, start, we both started laughing. <laughs> but yeah, just womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed that. It was finally a... It was good. Good-ish. I mean, the, you, again, like you said, keep going with it, and you're you're going to get a Mortal Kombat that, oh my God, it's going to be just so fucking dope. I mean, I think... Uh, they, because they, we didn't even get to a tournament. I mean, you no, know. that was that, that was the outworld doing what they tend to do and is breaking the rules. Right. And like, screw the tournament. We're just going to go kill all the competitors now. And that, that's that's on that's on par with what the outworld, outworld does. people do. Yeah, I I think that if they they can stay within that world and expand with the mythology, cause there's so much. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Behind it. That, yeah, I, I thought that was a good. Pretty good video game movie. You don't get to say that often. And I'll tell you what, if you watch the, um, again, speaking of Warner Brothers animation, they did two animated Mortal Kombat movies, and they have knocked it out of the park with those. They were both awesome. The Street Fighter anime was really good, too. Oh. There was a Street Fighter animated movie. But yeah, the um, the two mo- the two most recent Mortal Kombat movies, um, they have... Uh, <laughs> This is one of my favorite things ever. They cast Joel McHale as the voice of Johnny Cage in both of them. And he's the perfect choice because he's such a smart ass. Yeah, I think, like, I don't remember now. It's been a while since I've watched the HBO Max Mortal Kombat. Uh, but Johnny Cage isn't in it. But I think they lead up to him. like for They like, reference the it, it at the end. At yeah. the end. So, it's like, the next movie, we're going to get Johnny Cage. That's what I hope. Oh, please. Oh, and do you know who the do you know who the talk about having play him? No, the Miz. Okay, perfect. I, I I'm actually on board with that because he he's got that attitude. It it's perfect for him. I could see, yeah, as yeah, I could see that it would work. I mean, there might be a better choice out there, but if that's where they go, I'm not against it. Yeah, exactly. Mike Mizanin. As Johnny Cage. Oh, I, will, I will 100% watch it. You know what? Just knowing from... Well, he does, yeah, he's got tattoos. He he would get the damn Johnny tattooed on his fucking shoulders for real. Sure he would. Why not? <laughs> and then when people come out and he wrestles, they're like, why is Mike's... Why does it say Johnny on his back? <laughs> I don't know. He could absolutely work that into a wrestling gimmick. Come on. Oh, he could. Oh, I, uh... I had something else that just when I was talking he's, about Mortal Kombat and shit. Oh, yeah. Video game movies. Have you seen the trailer for Sonic 2? No, but I hear, <laughs> I hear it looks insane. It does look insane because not only is Tails in it, Knuckles is in it. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. <laughs> as, who's got blackmail material on this guy? He's doing some <laughs> of the weirdest shit that I'm like, how did you get him involved? He was... I want to say that he did a. I want to say that he did um, a character on Rick and Morty as well in the last in the most recent season. But I I may be wrong about that. Somebody's got blackmail material on that guy. No wait, I've got my shows mixed up. I think he was on um, not that one, the other Justin Rowland series on Hulu, Solar Opposites. I'm pretty sure he was on that. 
because it was the episode about big dick energy. Oh and, god! And apparently Idris Elba has big dick has big dick energy. I could see because people, why would he not? I could see people saying that. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I mean him as Heimdall, I get. Oh yeah, no, he was great. He was great as Heimdall. But the Suicide Squad, batshit crazy movie. How did you get him involved? <laughs> Same way James Gunn gets everyone. Involved. How did they get him in Cats? Okay, now that might have involved blackmail material. Hobbs and Shaw? Okay. No, I don't have a problem with that. Fuck. The Dark Tower, which, I mean, I had high hopes he for would, that. That was a waste of great casting. An absolute waste of great casting. Yes, Because you have him as the gunslinger, Matthew McConaughey as Randall Flagg. In theory, on paper, that sounds amazing. I mean, now I'm looking it up. Maybe he did. So he doesn't have just questionable. He just does weird things. He was the voice of Sher Khan in Jungle Book. Huh. Okay. He was Chief Bogo in Zootopia. I knew that. Oh yeah, I know. I knew that. I, I think Idris Elba just does whatever the fuck Idris Elba wants to fucking do. I think he does. He was in. Oh God, I never watched the whole Spirit of Vengeance movie. So maybe that's why I didn't know he was in that. Spirit of Vengeance. The Ghost Rider. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Electric Boogaloo. They talked to, they, they brought up his name at one point for being the successor to James Bond. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Do it. Yep. Goddamn do that. Yeah. That would be awesome. At this point, James Bond is just a title that gets passed down. Yeah. Oh yeah. They could give it to anybody. They could give it to freaking Helen Mirren. I'd watch that too. I would watch that as well. Oh, and Marin straight up just capping people, not giving a fuck. Jamie Bond. (laughs) She doesn't even bother trying to interrogate people. She's like, you just shot like the main leader in the head. So who knew what he was up to? (laughs) Who wants to fill me in? Next person doesn't answer me. He's getting shot. Right. Uh, what I had, we were talking about video game movies and Sonic. Oh, and Jim Carrey, of course, has come back. Well, looking, yeah, as Robotnik. Yeah. Looking more like the Robotnik that we should have had. I figured we were going to get there, yeah. Yeah, well, if you especially watch the first one, that post credit scene where he has, like, lost his hair and he's, like, his mustache is all yeah. out. And again, I'm, I'm convinced that for that and this new movie, there's not a, there's not a script for Jim Carrey. No, I don't think so either. I, I really think he just, he's winging it. And it's, and everybody's just like, what's well, fucking Jim Carrey? Of course let him wing it. Yeah, it's like that show that's on uh, Netflix now. Um, I can't remember who's in it, but it's a, like a police procedural where the only person, like the main actor is the only one that has a script. Everybody else is just ad-libbing. And he has to go along with it. Oh, is that not, is that not how Reno 9 worked? No, that's Murderland or something oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. Yes. There we go. I had to think of the name of it. Because Reno 911 is pretty much just a bunch of nonsense also. Robbie Coltrane's on that? Okay, I'm going to have to watch that. No, I can't be wrong, Murderland. Mm, okay. I was like, I like Robbie Coltrane, but I don't think it's, maybe it's not Murderland. It's something else. I thought it was Murder something. I don't know. Murderville. It's Will Arnett. Oh, yeah. that makes perfect sense. He's the sense. only one that has a script that he has to follow. Everybody else, like guest stars like Sharon Stone and 
other people, they they just fucking ad lib. That's that shit. that's weird because Will Arnett. You would think Will Arnett would be really good at ad libbing, though. I think that's the challenge. Is now he has to stay on script when and and just keep going while everyone else just. All right, he'd have to ad lib like to get back to the script when they say something that throws him off. You know, <laughs> I guess it's so basically he is. Basically, if you think about it in these terms, he is the DM and everybody else is trying to fuck up his campaign. Essentially, yes. Because I saw a clip of Sharon Stone where he was asking her questions and she she was not helping at all. It was like, no. Well, then, are you sure you didn't do... No. <laughs> Giving him nothing. Like, nothing to work with here. <laughs> That's a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, it's hilarious, but it's... That is a dick move. I like it. <laughs> I didn't say I was against it. I, I'm just saying it's hilarious. That's fucking fantastic. Uh, well, I'm going to have to check that out now. That sounds like a good time. Because I know Conan's been on it as one of the guests, whatever. Oh, great. So, yeah, I'm sure it's got some good moments. <clears throat> But yeah, those we've gone through all the we've gone through all the gold that I've come up with, you know, just in my just in my off season, you know, <laughs> watching rewatching the MCU. You still haven't started Peacemaker yet. No, I haven't. Good God. I mean, who has the time when they're trying to rewatch the entire MCU? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's my fault. I've been depressed. I'm sorry. I guess. <laughs> Peacemaker will make you feel better. Oh, I'm sure it will. Peacemaker will make me feel a lot better about myself. I'm I'm convinced of that. Yeah, you get to you understand why he's a douchebag. It doesn't it doesn't excuse. It doesn't excuse it. You just you just you, you understand just get justification. It. Yeah, and you might feel a little sorry for him. No, I won't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will. Really? A little bit. Okay. They did, and that the reason James Gunn came up with this idea and wanted to explore. Why is Peacemaker the way he is? Because it's, it's clearly going to be his upbringing. <laughs> is the moment when he gets the order he's supposed to shoot Ratcatcher. The girl. Yeah. There was this something in John Cena's eyes or whatever as he was feeding stuff to him in the earpiece to try to get the emotion out of him. It was like, here's this guy who's doing shit that he does not want to do, but he's going to do it because freedom at all costs. Right. And there was this, whatever it was, emotion in John Cena's face of almost apologetically, like, I'm going to have to kill this little girl. Yeah. And he's like, there was that moment. It was like, there's more there. There's more to delve into with this character. Then. <laughs> and to explain it, how like, yeah. And there's, there's the, instead of doing like post credit scenes, the, Post credit scenes at each after each episode are extended scenes from within. Oh, okay. Of just them, more of them just riffing and making shit up. Oh, nice. I like that. And I mean, and I don't know why there's not an official playlist soundtrack yet, but hair metal, the dude like, that's what he listens to is Motley Crue, uh, Hanoi Rocks, fucking Faster Pussycat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wigwam, because of the theme. All right. Well, someone will make a, 
how is that not on? Is it not on Spotify? Uh, I don't know. I've looked on Amazon, and I've found the opening credits. Well, let me double check. Because that's where I tend to go for most of my uh, playlists now. Because they seem to... Peacemaker official playlist. Look at that. Booyah. Oh, by James Gunn, no less. Look at that. Oh, did he do his own, make his own playlist? Yup. Yeah, and you're right. Wigwam, Foxy Shazam. Oh, Nashville Pussy's on there. Hell, I'm downloading this. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack. Ryan T, The Poodles, Choir Boys, Tiger Tales. Yep, Choir Boys. Yeah, for Intentions. Oh, fucking Firehouse. Yes. Santa Cruz, Dust Bowl, Dust Bowl Jokies. Oh, that Pumped Up Kicks remix. Yes, that was Enemies a good cover. Sweet Sister. Guess some Dynamite, Bandmade. Bang Camaro. Nice. Vane. Pretty Boy Floyd. Faster Pussycat, there you go. Banes of Jenna, Sister Sin, The Cruel Intentions, Hanoi Rocks, House of Lords, Dogs to More, Dynasty, Enough's Enough, wow, haven't heard that in a fucking forever minute. <laughs> Reckless Love, apparently John Cena actually does his own song in here. Oh Shh, God. Don't tell me. I I know, I know what it is. Let's, let's you not know what the song is, right? Yeah, okay. I, I, let's not root it for everybody else. Lita Ford, Molly Crew. Wigwam, kicks. Wait, fucking kicks? Okay, kicks, yeah. Don't close your eyes. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Hardline, helicopters, pretty boy Floyd. Steel Panther, yes. The Last Vegas and Hardcore Superstar. Oh my gosh, this is the best playlist ever. It is good. Wow. I, um, <clears throat> the other thing I was doing, I know you're against this fucking show. I'm sorry. But, um, the other thing I was doing, because I've been, as I was telling you earlier, I've been downloading a bunch of stuff off of YouTube on the off chance that it would go, you know, missing, quote unquote. And a lot of it has been Broadway shows. But in the meantime, while I've been letting that stuff download in the background, I've been watching some of the other playlists I saved. One of them was quite literally all of the extras to Breaking Bad, <laughs> which I don't care is an awesome show. It does not glorify making meth. It just... It, as a matter of fact, it, it shows you all the shit that goes sideways when you decide to get into that empire business. Yeah. It's But so you know there are dumb fucks out here that are going to look at that and go, that's cool, I'm going to... That, that guy's my hero. Yeah, sure, they're and the same people... they're going to die in a meth fire. They're, yeah, the same people that think that Rick Sanchez is a god and the same people that think BoJack Horseman is a role model. They're, in, they're missing the point of the show. Walter White is not a person to be looked up to. <laughs> but, the, I mean, the premise of the show itself was just really fucking simple. What would, how desperate would you become to take care of your family if you knew you were going to die of cancer? It's pretty much that simple of a premise. Yeah. And the guy did the one thing that he knew he could do to make a shit ton of money. Because he's a fucking brilliant fucking science teacher and was the 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 backstory of that you get of Walter as as the show goes on is kind of tragic. It's because he's he's a guy that could have been so much more and just didn't reach out for it. And then he ends up where he is. But he reaches out for it in the wrong way <laughs> and ends up where he is. <laughs> Yeah. Say my name, Eisenberg. 
Goddamn right. <laughs> and fucking Brian Cranston is just magnificent. Oh, man. And Aaron Paul. At one point, so they were good. talking about Cranston being Luther. He would have been a spectacular Lex Luthor. And I, yeah, I heard that, and that was before Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, it was on. the first Man of Steel movie, and all that. They were talking about having him as Lex Luthor for that. I think he even like threw his name out there. Like, look, look, I got the haircut. Yeah, yeah. it's right here. <laughs> yeah, it would have been awesome. I that would have been. I would have been much happier with that Lex Luthor. I would have been. I. And I know. I know that you finally got a good Riddler movie, but I tell you what, I really would have liked to have seen what Christopher Nolan would have done with Robin Williams as the Riddler. Yeah, I, it would that have been. would have been cool. It would have been fun. one hour photo, insomnia level, Robin Williams. It would have been so good, though. It oh, my been. God. Ah, oh, speaking of, did you ever watch that playlist that I sent you of the um, movies that almost were? Not all of them. Oh, there's some gold in that shit. The one about, um, apparently Stanley Kubrick wanted to do a film about Napoleon. And it's, of course, it's fucking Stanley Kubrick. So he had done, like, just stupid amounts of research. Like, like three, two to three years worth of research. All organized and cataloged and everything. And he just, he couldn't find anyone to greenlight the budget for it. And, of course, that's one of the projects that was left unfinished when he passed. And there is still a chance, eventually, that someone may get around to doing it. They've even talked about doing it, instead of as a movie, as a miniseries. Huh. Which would make more sense, honestly. Because he wanted he wanted to show the battle scenes and show them, like, you know, full-on battle scenes. Like Lord of the Rings-type battles and shit. So, it would have been cool as hell. And an interesting character study because, you know, that's what Kubrick does the best. His character study. Yes. <clears throat> but then you had other stuff like um, the Crusade movie that they that um, the director of RoboCop almost made with um, um, Schwarzenegger. Oh, God. That would have been wild. Now, you have the Gladiator 2 movie that we talked about. Yes. That was just in... Absolute insane. <laughs> God. Absolutely. Jesus insane. killer, whatever the fuck it was. Um, what else? There were so many. But those those are some of the ones that stick out in my head, and there were some <laughs> other good ones too. Oh, that was the other one. There was um so Timothy Dalton did two Bond movies. Yes. He was he was contracted for a third one, but of course they didn't end up making it because the second one he did didn't do so well at the box office. And so they just said, ah, we'll just start over. But <laughs> that's was, how we got Pierce Brosnan. Right. Which we were better for anyway. But the third one, they weren't a hundred percent sure what they were going to do with it yet. They were talking about, um, they were talking about making it a hard R film. They were talking about making it a bond, you know, a, um, a bond origin story. They, they had a lot of different ideas, and they just never settled on one. And, of course, there was the one, there was the backstory of Superman Lives. There was the backstory of the third Joel, the third Joel Schumacher Batman that would have happened. The story of Darren, 
Darren Antonovsky, however you pronounce his last name, the guy that did Pi and Rec Room for a Dream. Yeah. He was a, he was going to do bat, a Batman Year One movie at one point. I remember hearing that pre Nolan. And the backstory behind that would have been interesting because um, that Batman, that Bruce Wayne, had basically given up his fortune and was living up living among the homeless and making his costume and his and his car and everything. He was doing that all custom, like he wasn't, you know, he was just making shit like cosplaying basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> at the end of the film, he ends up, you know, reclaiming the Wayne fortune and, you know, but it was supposed to be based more off of the year one comic, I think. Hmm. So I don't know if uh, Pattinson's getting a sequel, I would think, after as much money as this thing's made. I would assume so, because, I mean, they're already doing like a thousand spinoffs of it on HBO Max. Yeah, Penguin's getting his own show. Yeah. Which makes sense, because now that I've seen it, Penguin's not the Penguin yet. They call him that, but he's not... He, he's still just a lackey. Gotcha. He hasn't risen to take over anything yet, so... Okay. And then you said there's going to be a Gotham Knights. There's going to be Gotham Knights, and there's going to be an Arkham show. Yeah. Originally, it was going to be Jeffrey Wright, and they were going to do a, um, like a Gotham PD-type show. Right. But they decided to rework it into just making it... Sort of centered on Arkham. Nice. Which would still involve the GCPD. Right. I'm not the one that posted that on TikTok. What? I was a video from the dude that played Raj on iZombie on Twitter. Oh, okay. He says Robbie. he needs... Raj, yeah, Robbie. What? Why? What? Did he just... No, he's watching that on TikTok. And he's like, What? <laughs> Did someone just rub their some the folds in some yeah. big dude's neck and it looks like a vagina until you zoom out? Yeah, but the that guy was rubbing his dick in those folds. No, was he it not? was his finger. No, it was his oh, finger. okay, okay. I thought it was a dick. At first. That would be even worse. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck, TikTok?" Well, that's kind of his point. Yeah, yeah. That is TikTok. So speaking of TikToks and all that, so. I'm going to get mildly political in fact that apparently was this like you can't say gay in Florida now. Like they're trying to ban the word gay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing that the, that all the Disney World employees walked out. They're going to walk of... out because of it. A um, bunch of people. I mean, number one, that's that's stupid. Again, this is what we're wasting time on to legislate. Yeah, it's dumb. Like there are worse words that we that people use out of ignorance yeah, and yeah, uh, can I, we not can we not the, ban the N word? Yeah, how I'm, about we waste time on that because that seems more or like F A G. Yeah, 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 like offensive words, not. And then, of course, my my argument is always going to be like, if you're going to say this word is bad, where's it going to stop? Well, and if you're going to legally legislate that you can't say this word, then you're going to take another word, and then you're going to take another word, and then you're going to take another So word. what is it going to... So instead of saying gay, what are we supposed to say now? Homosexual Americans? More people are going to... Like African Americans? Like, like Yeah, it's going to become more derivative anyway, yeah. and derogatory. Um, but in response to that, Tara Strong posted a video mm-hmm. of every character she voice acts saying gay. <laughs> <laughs> Including the Powerpuff Girls... Twilight Sparkle, Harley Quinn, obviously, because of her 
how she feels about her Ivy. Uh-huh. And in the Timmy Turner. And, <laughs> <laughs> and of Did- course, the Twilight Spark was Dear Princess Celestia, such and such, I am gay. You're faithful gay servant. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> wow. Wasn't Tara Strong also the voice of one of, of the uh, Princess Cla- Princess Clara and Drawn Together? Yes. Because she sang the song. Yeah. Uh, Black Girl's Tongue, wasn't that the song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when her and Foxy hooked up, yeah. Yes. That was actually Tara singing that song. Oh, God. That's, a, that's, that's somebody a... I want them to... She was supposed to be at Metropolis uh-huh. a year or two ago. And I really was like, I want her to come back. I want her to go to Metropolis. I want to meet her so bad. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's a delightful person. Uh, she. I, I still love the stories when she goes to like Comic-Con like out in San Diego dressed as Harley. Mm-hmm. And people will stop her to get pictures, not knowing that that is Harley. Mm-hmm. It is Tara Strong. She'll dress as the Arkham Harley. Nice. And she'll be like, hey, Puddin, what's the blah, blah, blah? And they're like, oh, it's a great costume. And then, you know, she'll post about it later, and then they'll get back to their room and go, That's what? That what? was really her? Yeah, yeah. Same thing happened with, like, I think Hugh Jackman said he was cosplaying as Wolverine on the floor at San Diego one year. <laughs> and nobody... My like, God, this dude really looks like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, one person figured out who it was. <laughs> Everybody else was like, good costume, but you're too tall. Brian Cranston was cosplaying... As Heisenberg, but he was wearing the rubber mask. <laughs> so he was walking around on the floor wearing the Breaking Bad mask, the That's Walter White mask. Funny. I just like I love seeing those people that cosplay at cons as the characters you know them as, and nobody fucking realizes it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, it's because we are, we are, I guess, because they're so just used to all the amazing level of cosplay that goes on there. Yeah, that you you're just, just numb to it. Yeah, and then you're like, oh look. Another Harley Quinn. Yay, click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that one's really good. Click. <laughs> that guy really kind of looks like you, Jackman. <laughs> oh, look, there's another 15 Deadpools over there. One of them might be Ryan Reynolds. You don't know. Hard telling. I wouldn't be surprised if he has, has not done that every year. And just doesn't tell anybody. Before. Even before the Deadpool <laughs> yeah. movie came out. He's probably out there running around as Deadpool. Oh, I'm sure. The crossover ones like that, that um, what was it? Uh, Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool, Sailor Moon, whatever. That would be hilarious. Yes. Like, he has a different version. That'd be a great way to throw people off uh-huh. as to who you really are. Yeah. Doing it like that. Doing it like a. I, here's what I think. If Ryan Reynolds is going to go to a con and do that and crash it kind of and shock people, he needs to see how many of his comic characters he can combine. He oh needs God. to do like Deadpool, Deadpool Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. He needs to do a Deadpool got a hold of the Green Lantern. And he needs to be armed with a bunch of silver stakes like he's from Blade. <laughs> like he's Hannibal, yeah. <clears throat> um <laughs> That would be amazing. Damn it. I lost my train of thought thanks to that. That was a good one though. <sighs> wow. Have Deadpool saying the Green Lantern Oath, but fucking it up all the time. <laughs> Sounds about right. In brightest day and darkest night, no evil will escape my sword? 
<laughs> Gun. It's, a, it's like Bruce Campbell trying to say the fucking words to the Necronomicon. Latu Vrata. <laughs> Speaking of Bruce Campbell, here's an interview I read about uh, people were asking him what he thought of the new Spider-Man movies. And he said, there are new ones. <laughs> um, we didn't need to make any more. I was in the good ones. <laughs> and then everyone's like, why? He's like, think about it. If, if it weren't for me, he'd still be the human spider. It's true. Not only that, I gave him his name. In the second movie, I thwarted him from going in to watch Mary Jane. Because it would ruin the illusion. He couldn't get into the theater because he arrived too late. <laughs> I am the only villain to ever defeat Spider-Man. <clears throat> and not only that, I also refused to let him do a proposal, help him with his proposal at the restaurant in Spider-Man 3. Bruce Campbell's the ultimate Spider-Man villain. He is. Wow. At one point, they were going to do Mysterio and they were talking about casting him as Mysterio. <laughs> that, that would have been funny as shit. It would have been, right? Because it would have been a good way to retcon him into all those. And that would have been just been Mysterio doing appearances. There's different roles. Doing yep. different roles in those, in, in those three <laughs> films. That would have been hilarious. And you could see a dude who's a wrestling ring announcer getting into like movies and doing special effects and stuff. That would mm -hmm. make that would be logical to go from there. And then it's like, well, I got to pay bills. So now I'm working the door at the theater. And mm -hmm. I'm a. You know what? Let's go. Let's go play a French snooty concierge at a restaurant and see if anyone catches me. Well, and like, you it's, know, it's just Quentin Beck like pulling like practical jokes on people. It's not even. You don't even have to go that route. You don't even have to go the Quentin Beck that we got from that one. You could have. You could literally just make him an illusion, an illusionist, a magician, and that could he could have just been doing that because. Let's say well. If it were Bruce, if, you're right. He would have given him the name Spider-Man. So he would have known who Spider-Man was this entire time, in theory. Yeah. So he could have just been tooling around with him just to fuck with him. <laughs> like, I know who the fuck you are. Let's fuck your day up. Yep. Uh, just just Mysterio is an at, just being an asshat to Peter Parker, not realizing it's fucking Peter Parker. Yep. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd, I would have, that would have been good. That would have been... That would have been a crazy fucking continuity. I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> that should have been the fourth Spider-Man film. It should have been. <laughs> you seen the meme? It's, uh, I didn't have a good third movie. I didn't even get a third movie. <laughs> and, and Tom Holland's like, Toby, this can be your good third movie. And Andrew, this can be your third movie. We can share. <laughs> oh, that's so adorable. It makes and me all warm the, and fuzzy inside. The group Spider-Man hug. I love you guys. It's, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside now. <laughs> that, yeah. I like seeing all the Spider-Man 3s coming back with its like meme cult following now. Where people are photoshopping that weird emo haircut. <laughs> Peter Parker on the things. Or, did you see there's this little kid who's at a dance? Like a school, I don't know if he's like a wedding or whatever. He is doing move for move the Peter Parker dance for Spider-Man 3. Oh, God. Hip thrusts and all. Have you, there's a clip of it on YouTube without the music. 
behind it. Have you and watched someone's that? doing the sound effects for it. Yes, it's like so the grunts awkward. and stuff. Yep. So awkward. So it, it's like yeah, someone did like foley artist stuff to it. Yeah. So very awkward. Um. <clears throat> shit, I forgot what I was going to talk about now. Hey, we started out strong. We're 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 fizzling out now. Well, it's it's not so much that. So I keep losing my train of thought because you keep coming coming up with funnier stuff. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! I don't now. I don't remember what I was going to say because that was a better train of thought. Um, Here you go. Disney should do an animated movie of Death Becomes Her. I love that. I I, I saw that on Facebook the other day, and I was like, Yes, a hundred percent. I'd watch that. I know what it is now. I remember. Um, supposedly, Moon Knight is not going to be. It's not going to reference any of the other events in the MCU. It's like it's like outside, slightly outside the MCU canon. And so, and someone had the best comeback for that. They're like, well, it's not like Moon Knight was going to have any clue of what the fuck was reality anyway. This is true. <laughs> Dude, was, have you seen like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Marvel's page? They posted the like red carpet from the premiere. And uh, there's a kid talking probably... Seven or eight, maybe younger, dressed full on in Moon Knight. Like, nice. It is an amazing costume. The masks light, eyes light up. Cool. And he's got the blood soaked, like, crescent moon thing. Nice. And all the actors are, like, you know, shaking hands and they see this kid and they just go past everybody and go straight to this kid to get pictures. Like, Ethan Hawke even went, like, pointed at him and ran over to shake his hand to get a picture with his nice. mom or dad. And then Oscar Isaacs is fr- way at the end of the red, red carpet. <clears throat> Sees this kid. There's a line of people, press fans, everyone. He just ignores every fucking one of them and goes straight to that kid because you see it on his face when he sees the kid. He like lights up <laughs> and he's like, This is awesome. And he goes over, he starts giving the kid a hug and getting pictures with the actual press there plus the parents with their selfies. Like, and he's looking at the costume and he's asking him about the pieces of it. And like, That's so cool. <laughs> like that was said, like that made me feel good watching that. See, this is the this is the type of stuff I want. I this is the stuff that makes me feel happy. Yes. Not not the bad shit like Taylor Hawkins passing away at fifty, which is ridiculous. <sighs> yes. But, I think I've run out of ideas. I gotta probably come up with a whole bunch more bad ones for Disney Plus. Like I still want them to dust off the holiday special. Put it on Disney Plus. Don't even advertise that you did it. Just sneakily put the Star Wars Holiday Special up on Disney Plus just, and wait. No, no, no. What I would do is <laughs> just wait. No, if you want, if you want to be really good about it, put it up one day out of the year. That way, George can. I mean, technically, George Lucas could get mad all he wants, but they own it. Mm-hmm. But um, but just put it up one day out of the year and just. Fans will fans will catch on real fast and they'll know that okay, this is our one chance to watch it. And like, you know, they'll Do we want to put it up on May 4th, which would be a little too on the nose, or do you want to figure out when Life Day was that they were celebrating? That's a valid question. And put it on that day. That's a good question. I don't know. I wonder if we're gonna put that old Ewok series up there too. Oh, that and that and the animated droid series. Yeah, no, not the animated Ewok, live action Ewok. Oh, they're on there. Is it on there? I know the animated Ewok and droids I thought was on there, but I no, I'm pretty they're... sure uh, Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor are both up, <laughs> both up there. Oh God, those are bad. 
Speaking of bad, we watched on Disney Plus. We watched Return to Oz. <laughs> Woo! Wow, is that an acid trip and a half? Oh man. I now know why Feruza Balk has led a hard life. <laughs> what a good... I w- I would have gone down like I would have ended up in American History X too if I would have done that movie. That, I mean, that's just a dark fucking film. There's just no two ways it about is. it. Yeah, the princess, whatever, taking her fucking heads off, and Jesus, it was dark. Well, watch, I'm like, this is fucking weird. Hey, remember the remember the Wizard of Oz? How great a how great of a kids film it was. Let's do a sequel to that, but like, make it really dark. It wasn't just even meant fuck to everyone's, be. Just fuck they never advertised it as a sequel to the Wizard of Oz. Oh, they didn't. Nope. It was never meant to even be associated with the Wizard of like that Wizard of Oz. Oh, whoops. It was based off the books that the Wizard of Oz was based off of. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, some of that weird twisted crap happened in the Frank Elbaum books. Man, I hope she got locked up in a mental asylum in the books. I'd watch it. Or, I, I mean, mean I'd that's what about happened in Return to Oz. They're gonna electroshock her fucking brain. Well, yeah. Weird. <clears throat> There we go. Let, let's get some gritty... Well, they've already done gritty reboots of Wizard of Oz. It's called The Tin Man on sci-fi. Yeah, there was that. There was... um, One, Disney did a... Oddly enough, Sam Raimi directed this one, too. Um, Oz the Great and Powerful with... um, What's his name? Franco. Yeah, James Franco. And Mila Kunis and... Was it Michelle Williams? Was Glenda? Yes. Yeah. Picturing that, yes. I I have I just happened to catch part of it one one day when I was on a treadmill and I was like, I had why very, have I not watched this? I had low expectations of that one. It wasn't bad. I still haven't watched it, but I was but I yeah I caught I caught part of it on when I like I said when I was on that treadmill I was like why have I not watched this? I'm aware <laughs> of its existence. I'm aware of it. I'm aware of its existence. Why have I not bothered to take the time and Check this out. There's too much. There's just too many hours in it. Or not enough hours in a day. There's too many, too many hours of content. To try to. There, there really are. There's too many hours of content now, and and you know, and I want to sleep like you know, twelve hours of a day. So <laughs> you know, it's difficult. So hey, there's been some great ideas. I'm gonna go ahead and say, please hire me. I will write this show about Darcy and. Age of Wu, Jimmy Wu. <laughs> Age of Wu. <laughs> Instead of Age of Ultron, Age of Wu. Age of Wu. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I'm trying to come up with like, can we come up with like a couple name for them? Because that'd be the fun thing. The, the Mulder Scully of it all, we do not need these two trying to be romantically no. at all. Mulder and Scully had that whole multiple seasons of if they won't, they blah, blah, blah. I don't want that. No, because I don't think Darcy, Darcy and Wu shouldn't be romantically involved. I they, think at one point, I think Wu should misinterpret something like that. Absolutely. And then he starts to... And Darcy's like, uh, what are you doing? And, and Wu has never thought of her that way. But then he misinterprets something. Then it makes him start thinking, like, well, she's pretty. She's she's smart. She's smarter than me. And she likes me. Like, have him, like, <clears throat> convince himself that maybe he should make a move. And then he goes to make the move. And then she's like, wait, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, you... No. Oh. My bad. Yeah. My bad. I knew it was a bad idea. Then I convinced myself that it wasn't a bad idea. But you've just re- reassured me that 
It's it a bad, bad idea. Because yeah. <laughs> I could actually see them having that conversation. It would be hilarious. She'd be like, okay. I must have sent out a wrong signal. I'm, I'm glad we've... we've. I'm glad we've talked this we've out. We've talked this out. Okay, we're good. Moving on. No, no, no. no. I... No, I, I I want her to go. I'm 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 sorry. I sent out a wrong signal. I'm glad you talked this out. Like you talked to this out because <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. it's all woo. She'll, she'll just sit there and go, uh huh. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be hilarious because Kenneth Park can do that so well. The oh. aw- the awkward thing. That would that would be that would be hilarious. And she needs to like it's like because it's Jimmy, right? She should call him Jim. He's like, no, I am not Jim. <clears throat> Office joke. <laughs> the only office joke I know. Oh, man. So, yeah. Hey, Disney. <laughs> hire us. Or me. I don't care. Warner Brothers, DC, HBO Max. Hire us. Anybody. Anybody. Just somebody. Anybody. Somebody in Hollywood that wants to throw money at my stupid we've, ideas. We've got ideas, man. We'll make it happen. They're better than some of the stuff that's out there. We can we can keep content going on your streaming sites for years. Years, my friends, we will make you so much money. I will have spinoffs of spinoffs. Mm-hmm. And podcast shows about the spinoffs of the spinoffs. Yeah, because everybody listens to podcasts, you know, except it, ours. Yeah, right. I was referring like Talking Dead. Like we could do the Talking Dead for like the Darcy Wu show. Oh, yeah. I'm, isn't there a podcast for Mandalorian? If there's not, I'm I, sure. There is, I'm sure. I, mean, I was about to say, if there's not, there's, you're missing an opportunity. Which... Mention Mandalorian, we'll make this joke and we'll end it. Christopher Lloyd apparently is going to be on Mandalorian for the next season, at least from something I've read. If his character not name is not DeLorean, why are we even doing it? Why are we even doing this? Why are we here? Like That is a missed opportunity if you don't do that. If you don't make some Back to the Future joke out of that, Favreau, I'm highly disappointed in you. <laughs> there needs to be a DeLorean spaceship. He, he does look like one of those, like the Tatooine like sand cruisers, but with a top that has the doors. The doors are yeah. Like it, that. Needs, it needs to look like a souped up like Star Wars version of a DeLorean. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And there needs to be a little flex capacitor on the back, but just that. Oh, there like there you go. That could be the only that that might be the only joke you need to make is just when you go on Christopher Lloyd's ship. There's a flux capacitor in the background. Like that's. That's it. Just, just something, just something for the fans to go. Ah, yeah. There we you go. Know, like a Family Guy. That would work. Maybe have him like come out in like what looks like a yellow hazmat suit. <laughs> okay. Something. All right. Back to the main point of this. Is say Hollywood. Hire us. 